Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So let's follow this in real time. What's going on with the spending bill? Far different than what's going on with the continuing resolution to keep the government open. Two different things. Continuing resolution, that's done. That's already voted on. President Biden has already signed it. We're good there. Till December 3rd, we will have a government. But there was no increase in the debt limit, which is a very nice little add-on. No, what we're talking about is the $3.5 trillion infrastructure package. This should not be confused with the $1.2 trillion infrastructure package. Now, in order to make this understandable, you got to maybe pull out a pen, some paper. Maybe you want to create a flow chart, get your, I don't know. I don't know what you need. The $1.2 trillion plan is the bipartisan infrastructure bill. It certainly isn't all infrastructure, but it was put together by Republicans and Democrats. The $3.5 trillion, and that is trillion with a T, that is a violent amount of money. This is the one that has nothing to do with infrastructure. The $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill has absolutely positively nothing to do with infrastructure. It has to do with a series of other things. If you don't want to believe me, that's fine. This is Bernie Sanders from the other day with Anderson Cooper. The existential threat of climate and the scientists tell us we have a handful of years in order to, tra- in order to transform our energy system away from fossil fuel. That's a high wire act. Uh, I, I think it is morally irresponsible, inconceivable that this country is not leading the world in cutting carbon emissions and taking on the fossil fuel industry. And I should also add, as part of this whole thing, please understand that we are now taking on the pharmaceutical industry. They don't want to see lower drug prices. The healthcare industry, they don't want to see Medicare expanded. Taking on the fossil fuel industry, we're taking on the very rich and their lobbyists who don't want to pay more in taxes. This is a very consequential struggle, but at the end of the day, I think we're going to win this. At the end of the day, none of it is about infrastructure. It's big pharma, it's fossil fuels, it's, it's the rich people who aren't paying their fair share or some other garbage like that. It's not roads and bridges. He didn't bring up roads and bridges. I don't know if I said hello already. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. If you support the $3.5 trillion, I want to hear you. I want to see what it is you actually support within this legislation. And then tell me it's infrastructure. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. So where are we? We have been in the back and forth, the horse trading between Democrats trying to figure out how they can get Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia and get Senator Kirsten Sinema of Arizona on board because they're not on board. Manchin wants no part of this. Sinema wants no part of this. As a matter of fact, the attacks on both of them have been out of control. Ro Kahana, congressman from California on MSNBC, talking about Senator Cinema. 
fun. Let's continue to negotiate over a few weeks. Why did Senator Sinema create this deadline that if we don't do something on Thursday, uh, I'm going to walk? I mean, who legislates like that? She's a first-term senator. I mean, if a, as a first-term member of the Congress or even a third-term member of Congress, if I said, if I'm not going to get my way, I'm going to walk, uh, the Speaker would laugh at me, understandably. These uh, Politics is a team sport. And at the end of the day, we have to act on behalf of the American public, and we have to understand we have a president, President Biden. We have a Speaker of the House and Senate Majority Leader. They've been there for many years. They have experience. We can disagree, but have some respect and have some sense that there is a coach and someone's in charge of the team. That's right. All you are is a little player, Senator Sinema. You're not actually there to represent your constituents. Now, I think you should be there to represent your state. I would get rid of the direct election of senators, and I would return it back to state legislators to be able to appoint senators, which is the way it was before uh, that was uh, changed. 1913, that changed. uh, Constitutional amendment. What a mistake that was. So these senators, Manchin and Sinema, are taking it on the chin. But it was very clear that... They weren't going to budge. As a matter of fact, Joe Manchin discussing the fact that you can't take the $3.5 trillion and put it next to the $1.2 because what they've been saying is we won't pass one without the other. Senator, progressives feel, though, you're not dealing in good faith. They felt that there was an arg- uh, a deal made before. I never knew about that. Never, never heard of so it. So you, you, never, you never, were never part of a deal that linked the two bills together. About two of them are going to be together? Yeah. Why do you think we worked so hard to separate it? Is it possible? Is it like, possible? No, it's not possible. To get a framework right tomorrow? No, it's not possible. Not possible you, to you get any framework. Any timeline on a framework? Nancy Pelosi wanted none of that and has been working feverishly to get a framework. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has one serious problem, however. You don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. <laughs> You're gonna need congressional approval and you don't have the votes. And Thursday came and went and they didn't have the vote, so they didn't bring a vote. They're gonna try and do it today, but they don't have the votes today either because... Well, in the Senate, you've got Manchin and Cinema, but in the House, you have the Progressive Caucus. And the Progressive Caucus, led by Pramila Jayapal, Democrat from Washington State, she is very, very clear about how she wants the system to work. Now, she was there in the press gaggle. It's a little hard to hear, but this just came out, so I want you to... Do your best. Turn turn up the radio. Listen up. So we're waiting for that. And I believe that there are really good conversations happening at the White House with those senators on what that offer is going to be. So until we get that, we don't have anything to say about numbers. So if you ask me about whether I'm willing to accept a number or not, there's no number on the table, and I'm not negotiating against myself. Um, and then the third thing is just, you know, for those of you who have asked me uh, what I need or what our caucus needs in terms of, you know, moving forward, I have consistently said that we need a vote in the Senate because I want to make sure that there are no delays, that there are no mix-ups, that there are no mixed understandings about what the deal is. And so that's what I've been saying. I am open to hearing what other options there are for that, but I am very concerned about legislative language holding things up, Voterama changing the deal, and those are the things that... She wants the Senate 
to move first. But the Senate is not voting on the $1.2 trillion. The Senate is voting on the $3.5 trillion. She wants to see what the Senate deal can be before she'll even take a look at it. She won't look at the $1.2 trillion until the Senate gives her something close to $3.5 trillion. So now the House is playing hostage with the Senate, and the Senate can't move because they can't get Manchin and Cinema and to move along with them. It's not that they didn't try. Joe Manchin is talking about compromise. He insisted that he cannot support a reconciliation bill costing more than $1.5 trillion. Remember, there are $3.5 trillion right now. You know how crazy things are that we're talking about a compromise at $1.5 trillion? For those of you playing the home game, that is an obscene amount of money. A nasty, violent, as I called it, amount of money. So he said, look, uh, we've already spent $5.4 trillion since last March. You got to ask yourself how much is enough. I can't support $3.5 trillion. Now, Bernie and his progressives, remember that Bernie wanted $6 trillion. He had a $6 trillion demand. He brought it down to $3.5 trillion because Bernie Sanders is a lover of the people. No, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Because Bernie Sanders loves your money. That was it. That was, that, was much, that was much better said, producer, Ari. I had it wrong the other way. Not a lover of the people, just a lover of their money. Good correction. Right? That's, that's, that's who he is. So he offered three point... He didn't offer the $3.5 trillion. He offers $1.5 trillion. I could vote for that, guys. And Representative Ocasio-Cortez steals a line from Kamala Harris (laughs) and laughs in his face. I mean, she is just full-on at war, is Representative Ocasio-Cortez with Joe Manchin. So this was what Senator Manchin was saying two months ago. And so the question that we have is, is... Which senator are we negotiating with? Is this June Mansion? Is it September Mansion? Is it August Mansion? Will December Mansion be a different, you know, will this be a different senator that pops up? Now, she is right about one thing. You don't have to question whether or not Representative Ocasio-Cortez has changed her mind. Uh, she has never changed her mind. Uh, she, she has one point of view. It's hers and hers alone, and everybody else can die in a fire. That's who she is. That is why she has a fan base. That's why people like her. Because like Trump, she does what she does, and that's the end of that. So here we are. Nancy Pelosi could not get a deal done on Thursday. That was supposed to be the deadline. Said that there will be a deal today, but right now there isn't a deal. There's no deal on this $3.5 trillion. This is Biden's entire plan. This is Build Back Better and all that BS. But they don't have it. They could not convince Manchin and Cinema in the Senate. And the Progressive Caucus in the House won't take any less. So now you're the master legislator. Nancy Pelosi, what do you do? What do you do?
it's she, she's stuck. How do you make this working come together? The latest update that it won't come together today. The latest update says that a House moderate says the spending bill won't come together today. That's actually from CNN. Now, this leads to a very horrifying spot because we have seen what Congress can do over a weekend when people aren't watching. For those of us who remember correctly, Obamacare got passed in the middle of the night just before Christmas. I mean, that's, that's how these people work. But if this doesn't go through, there is a question of where the fallout goes. The progressive is basing their, their fallout problem on the idea that they will have held firm and nothing else matters. They held firm. It's these uh, moderate, cheapo Democrats who are ruining everything. Let's vote them out of office. The moderate, cheapo Democrat is going to have to hope that people realize, you know, these progressives, they're, they're just radical nut bars. We can't vote for these people anymore. Let's get them out of office. Let's start with Ilhan Omar. Then we'll get rid of Rashida Tlaib. Then Washington State mayor may not get rid of Pamela Jayapal. And then Ocasio-Cortez, boop, let's get her out. Jamal Bowman's next. Hey, let's throw out Dick Durbin, too. What the hell? I mean, if we're going to clean house, let's clean house, right? That's a weird hope. Because I don't think they've got it. I think the progressives have the juice with them. Oh, of course they're wrong. They're terrible. These people shouldn't be winning elections. Shame on anybody who votes for these awful, despicable, garbage people. But what's important here is you'll notice I haven't brought up a Republican name. Republicans are not in on this conversation. They're out. Everything we are witnessing right now has zero to do with the Republican Party. When the debt limit was taken off the table and a continuing resolution was put in, the truth is that was the smart play politically. I don't want to raise the debt limit. I don't want it raised at all. That's not my point. But once you take that off the table, you take away the ability for Democrats to blame Republicans. Now it's just Democrats on Democrats. I mean, that's what we're watching right here. Two men injured, one man leads. Two men injured, one man leads. Two men injured, one man leads. It's a fight to either the death of the Democratic Party or the death of the progressive. Or I should say the defeat of the progressive because they're, they're not going to die so, so easy. But the moderate Democrat, oh, they're about to not exist. Now, they may say Republicans don't care about this, that, or the other. Republicans have the perfect answer. This isn't an infrastructure bill. We've got a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. We're not thrilled with that, but at least that's got a level of infrastructure to it. This other stuff isn't infrastructure, so why in the world would we want to vote for that? Why don't you be honest and say you want health care for all and you think everybody should be given a house? Let's start with yours, Rashida Tlaib. Those houses that you rent to other people, we're giving those away. We're giving those to people who need houses. You're welcome. Well, Republicans don't know how to fight, so they'll never say anything like that. But Democrats can try all they want. America's got this well seen. I mean, there are a lot of moving parts to get us to this moment. The Senate can't convince Manchin and Cinema. 
Manchin is trying to compromise, and the progressives in the House won't go for it. Nancy Pelosi can't control everybody in the House, so she can't get the vote going because she does not have the votes. And hanging in the balance in a dysfunctional Senate and a dysfunctional Congress, sorry, in a dysfunctional Democratic Party, is Joe Biden sitting on his butt asking where his pudding is. I'm Tony Katz. You want an awesome piece of news? Holy crap, not possible. Ari, find out if this is true. According to Jonathan Allen of NBC News Digital... Cinema already left DC. Like ah! left like physically or emotionally? Physically left the District of Columbia. Oh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. They're discussing this infrastructure package. A senator left? Yeah, but she's making a statement. Damn straight she's making a statement. But she's I mean that's bold, kid. That is bold. Holy crap. They're trying to get this infrastructure thing done, the $3.5 trillion. They're trying to convince Cinema to go for it. She won't. She won't. She's getting punched by this one, punched by that one. And she pulls a Trump and says, I'm going home. This is equivalent to walking out of the room. I'm sorry. I wasn't going to get to this. I wasn't going to discuss this. That is so great. We got to find out if that's true. I don't have secondary confirmation yet, but. Oh, I'm working on it right now. I'm sending out a text. Hold on, hold on, wait. Did cinema really leave? No, it's true. DC? It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. No, that is so incredible. I mean, if she has to come back on the taxpayer's dollar, that part's kind of messed up. Oh, stop it. She's not coming back till Monday or Tuesday, whenever they're back in session. I don't even know when they're back in session. That is so bold. You know, there's been this talk of her going independent, and that works out very, very well in Arizona. Really well in Arizona. Does it? Yeah, yeah. They, they've got a thing for the quote-unquote maverick. It's turning blue, though. No, it's, it's, it's not. You, it, 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 don't think of the Trump election as turning blue, never mind the problems in Arizona. Don't think of Mark Kelly, the senator over Martha McSally. You're dealing with strange days and and with McSally, a terrible candidate, even though on paper she's excellent. Cinema could very well be their kind of person who they view as pragmatic. All politics are local, and she's playing it local. Oh, we'll have more. This is getting fun. This is Tony Katz today. Don't worry, I'm going to get to the Department of Education and people saying that those who oppose their school boards should be looked at as domestic terrorists. Holy cow. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz, and of course, everything at TonyKatz.com. The phone number, 833-468-8669. 
833-GOT-TONY. Want to hear from you. Um, Producer Ari, uh, I know you had a, a question. You had an Ocasio-Cortez question. But can I – this is TikTok. And, man, I've been all over the TikTokers as of late. Like, they're, they're doing some amazing work. And when I say amazing work, they're really super proud of their wokeness and ignorance over there. There are over a billion daily active users on TikTok. My wife loves TikTok. I refuse to get involved, though. Everyone discusses that we should, with, you know, Eat, Drink, Smoke, the Cigar and Bourbon show, we should be doing things on TikTok. But it's such a young audience, I think we're going to get flagged for talking about cigars and bourbon and creating videos that way. Now, maybe we won't. Maybe there are some people who are over 21 um, who, who are engaged. Nah, but it seems t- like... TikTok sucks, dude. Don't do it. You have a billion users. I don't. That's all I'm saying. You're selling my wife. I'm not uh, getting involved in TikTok. Well, I, I I have yet to speak to your wife, and I think things are better that way. This is a TikTok user who wants you to know that if you're black and you have vaccine hesitancy, oh, that's fine. But if you're white, you're just terrible. JoJo, you hit the nail on the head with this comment, but I want to explain just a little bit further because I did a bad job in my last video. Vaccine hesitancy in black and people of color is way different than white anti-vaxxers. For black and people of color, that vaccine hesitancy is rooted in valid fear. The government has a horrible track record of treating black and people of color. You know, the Tuskegee experiment. I can understand vaccine hesitancy and sympathize with that. However, for white anti-vaxxers, their reasons are rooted in willful ignorance and selfishness. The two are not comparable at all. First, is it is it the Tuskegee? The Tuskegee experiment, not Tuskegee? Okay, good to know she knows what she's talking about, but maybe it's just a mispronunciation. The question for our dear TikToker here who made this video, the, the question is, is as follows. Isn't the result the same? Isn't the result that we all die because COVID is here and if everyone isn't vaccinated, we will all die? Certainly grandma's going to die. Oh, grandma is absolutely dead. You might as well bury her now. My gosh, it's like a scene out of Monty Python. I'm not dead yet. We'll be soon. This is maddening. You think that someone who's white not getting the vaccine is all based on selfishness? Congratulations, you're a bigot. Now, she doesn't think that she's a bigot. She thinks that she's woke, and she's slamming somebody based on the color of their skin, particularly white skin, and she's white herself, by the way, and this proves how good and woke she is. Now people will like her. But in order to attack people, you're attacking them uh, based on something, you're using the color of the skin as the way to attack them, that's just proving what a bigot you are. You think all black people are not getting vaccines because of the Tuskegee experiments? Well, I do argue that could be part of the reason. I believe my commentary at the very beginning when that was a a, a discussion that it's going to be harder to get people who are black to get um, vaccinated because of, of America's history. I said, yeah, I can't help with that. If someone is going to look at the Tuskegee experiments and say, yeah, this is why I'm not getting vaccinated, I can't help with that. Okay, you made a decision. I can't. I can't get myself involved. There's no way for me to help. There's no win in this. I can't make someone change their mind on that one. I can't do it. I have got a skill set. That ain't it. But this is the kind of garbage that they push on TikTok. This girl, maybe she's 20. Maybe she's 21. 
It would have been better if she had read a book in her life, but hey, you know, as long as she can make a video, that's solid. Now, producer Ari has a has a question, and we've been looking in um, to this whole thing with with cinema. She really did leave DC, which is amazing. Which means there absolutely, positively will not be an infrastructure deal. Now, anything's possible. I guess things could change. But Nancy Pelosi isn't going to be able to bring it. Biden's not going to get what he wants. It's not going to happen over the weekend if she's decided just to head herself down to Scottsdale, you know, and just kick back and relax. Maybe she'll head up to Sedona, enjoy a nice sunset. By the way, I love Sedona. I love Sedona. Mountains in Sedona? Oh, God. You, you love the mountains. Uh, it's uh, Utah, Sedona, all that just just thrills me to no end. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in Jersey, and I grew up, you know, not uh, not a Jersey Shore guy, but near the, the Jersey Shore. And the beach never did it for me. Now, maybe I was the fat kid, so therefore I was just embarrassed to be there uh, to begin with. But nothing makes me feel as good as the mountains. Absolutely, positively nothing. The feeling of wearing a sweater and shorts... That combination just makes me happy as a clam. It's got to be cool enough so you can throw on the sweater, like a little bit of breeze, but the legs can take it. Like that, that is my, that is one of my happy spots. That and a full suit. Those are my two happy spots. But I I, I will tell you, just so, just for for clarity's sake, um, Indiana has made me wildly happy. Happier than I actually ever, ever imagined. But if I had the if if Indiana had mountains, I'd be super excited. Yes, yes, you can go down to Southern Indiana and hills and things like that, Brown County areas, uh, things like that. By the way, I am speaking at the uh, Brown County Lincoln Day uh, dinner. Do love I know Brown what that County. is? I love Brown County. Yeah, but when am I speaking? No- November second. I didn't book that one, so I don't I, know. yeah, I I I am speaking. Um, no, November 2nd, I believe it is. Uh, they'll, they'll tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, I'll just keep showing up. Um, November 5th. Sorry, November 5th is when I'll be speaking. So you can actually get get tickets if you go to, uh, I think you go to indiana.gop. Is that where you go? Yeah, yes, indiana.gop. Uh, and and you, can, uh, you can find the events there. And then uh, this, this weekend, I'm doing, uh, I'm the MC for Folds of Honor. It's a really cool organization. So Folds of Honor raises money to provide scholarships for the children of service members who are uh, killed or wounded. Oh, wow. Yeah, so a very, very cool, cool group. So Rodney Atkins, uh, the country singer, he's, he's performing, and I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I am the MC for that, that evening. What's so it called? Some of the things. Uh, Folds, F-O-L-D-S, Folds of Honor. Awesome, that's a cool. So event. I think it's I think it's foldsofhonor.org. I think is is where you where you go. Foldsofhonor.org. Do I have that right? Yeah, I do. Foldsofhonor.org. So you can check that out. Very very cool, indeed. So as we've been watching everything going on with this infrastructure bill, it's not going to happen. That's if if the senator from Arizona left, very Trump move. She walked out of the room. All right, I'm done here. I'm not doing this. I'm not voting for this. You can't force me to. Oh, bye bye Okay, fine. But we're talking about, you know, where these people are. And you take a look at the progressives. 
and they need it to be $3.5 trillion. They won't take a cent less. They actually want more, and they don't care if this thing goes under because they will have stuck to their guns. And thus, producer Ari comes to me during the break, and he, he says, I've got a question. Go for it. My dad and I were talking, and he right? proposed the question, if Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was more pragmatic or more practical, would that hurt her or help her politically? And I didn't tell Tony what my response was. I simply asked him the question, and he said, well, hold on. We're going to do this for a segment. So now I ask you, Tony. So the question is, if Representative Ocasio-Cortez was more pragmatic, would that hurt her or help her? That was what my dad asked me, and I didn't okay. tell you what I said. I want to know what you said. So I would ask a question to follow up, and I would say, hurt her or help her with whom? With what? With getting legislation passed? Her, her brand. Okay. So being pragmatic is zero part of the Ocasio-Cortez brand. You are correct, sir. Being, a, being this person holding true to these leftist ideals, these progressive ideals, that is what has gotten her her success. She will never, ever turn away from it. Pragmatism would be seen as a violation. It would be seen as a repudiation of the people who back her. That's what and, I told my dad. Hey, well, you're, you're right. Did your father disagree? No, he was just asking my opinion. Oh, no, that's 100% correct. So he didn't take the other side of it. No, he was just asking. All right, yeah, it's, it's 100% correct. Ocasio-Cortez is locked into this. The, it, it, just the way Bernie Sanders is locked into this. This is the brand. This is what built them. How, how could they even think of going the other way? They could not ever, ever think of it. When Joe Manchin says, I think $3.5 trillion is too much, but I would do $1.5 trillion, and Ocasio-Cortez laughs, that's brand. That's the brand at play. I'll do you, I'll do you another one. You understand that if you go through this infrastructure bill, the word tax is used 1,829 times. Tom Elliott over there at Grabian went through it. And, I mean, we've been talking about many things, and here's what he found. There's $15 million that goes to the Older American Act. It's a resource center for people, quote, who are underserved due to their sexual orientation or gender identity. $15 million. There's a provision that amends Obamacare to boost outreach to sexual minorities. That's the quote. And people who don't speak English. Then there's $24 million in rent support for victims of stalking and dating violence. That may be 20- worthwhile. Incremental tenant-based rental assistance under Section 8 of the United States Housing Act of 1937 for households experiencing or at risk of homelessness, survivors of domestic violence, dating violence, and it goes on from there. But I said $24 million. Sorry, it's $24 billion. Oh, yeah, that's a lot more. It's tr- you're, see, you look at that and you say, wait a second. If somebody has been the victim of domestic abuse and they've had to stay in their place because of COVID, maybe we can help them get out. Like, that's, that, that's a kind thing to do. I don't know if I agree with it. I, I, I don't know what the, in how many other ways we could engage this conversation. I don't know if that's something government should be getting involved in. It's, it's worthy of, of, a, of just, a, just a couple conversations. 
$24 billion? No. 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 So why is it happening? How about $2.25 billion for the Civilian Climate Corps? Which is premised on the Civil Works Administration. And it also comes with a guaranteed salary. So you're you're volunteering for something, but you're guaranteed to get paid two point five billion dollars for that. Two point two five billion. Yeah, I'll take that, Jeff. You're not getting the full two point two five billion. Don't get me wrong. But I'm volunteering and getting paid. Yes. Yeah. No, I'll do that. Basically, the job you do right now. <laughs> nice. So we should understand that what we're talking about here, what we're seeing here, is is all taxation and all radical spending. No wonder they're into it. And none of what we just discussed has anything to do with infrastructure. No matter whether you even agree or disagree, it has nothing to do with infrastructure. This lie that they pushed, this lie that they pushed on America has blown up in their face. I couldn't be more happy about it, and hopefully it stays that way. But there are some other things going on. If you haven't heard the fight between Rand Paul and Javier Becerra, that is a must. And what's happening with the schools, you don't like school board meetings where people are, our school board members hear the, the anguish and the anger of parents, so now we're going to treat parents like domestic terrorists? Ooh, we will get into all of it. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Why is Britney naked? It's a it's a conservatorship thing. So her father is no longer the conservator of her life. She gets her life back basically is is what's happening. So she decides, you know what I'll do? I'll pose naked on Instagram. It's a it's an expression of freedom, Tony. Is that what it is? Yeah, like I I get it. I support Is it like it. the whole free the nipple thing? No, that's different. You guys know what that is. So so there's this there's this weirdness in, in social media. I, th- I think it's interesting. We accept the idea that someone can wear as little as possible if they're female, as long as the, 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 the nipple is covered. You know, uh, the, the, the private areas are covered. You don't have to cover anything else. Just that, and you're fine. Like, that's what we consider the nudity. It's, it's odd. It's, it's peculiar in that way. So there are people on social media who believe in... This was, this was quite a few years ago, but it still goes on. Hashtag free the nipple. And like, this is the, this is their raise on debt. This is the thing that they they focus on. I'm like, all right, man, you be you. Go it's right sa- ahead. It's saving people's lives. I don't believe that's the case at all. If, if people were allowed to show their nipples on the internet, there'd be far more car crashes. Uh, you're, you're predicating that on the idea that a lot of people are looking at their phones while they're driving. Yes. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, just just uh, we we've already seen you naked on the internet, Brittany. Less, it's enough. You don't have to do it anymore. There's nothing left to shock us. But every time she does it, it's a news story. So maybe she knows something I don't. Well, it's because she's not allowed to say anything against the conservatorship publicly. So this is like a subliminal message. 
I don't think it's very subliminal. Well, yeah, I. That's the point. I think I think it's just you know, her naked. I mean, Which, just it's 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 a, it's an expressionist, Tony. Why you gotta be hating? I think that the story here is that uh, she gets her life back, which I hope she does. She is. If, if she loses all her money, that's on her. These things happen. But the idea that we could say, well, we don't think she's she can handle herself, so here, you, you get control of this person's life. Ridiculous. She can't change the cabinets in her kitchen without her father's permission. I know. Man. She has to keep in an IUD so she doesn't get pregnant. That's insane conservatorship laws in this country need to be looked at regardless of political party yeah because we'd say that about a couple of things uh, civil asset forfeiture a series of things have to be looked at so that's been the important part of the britney spears story that this is a very un-american view of the world i'm not saying there are cases or aren't cases where it may be necessary but the citizen has rights, and we shouldn't be so glib about them losing the rights because we think they're crazy or something. I don't think that's of any value. Rand Paul versus Javier Becerra. Oh, it's good stuff. Rand Paul wins again. This is Tony Katz today.